wait a minute, wait turn, a minute. On turn on the radio My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though play I it hope right. you got in tune, got you talking bigger business Welcome to the Startup Showcase, I'm your host Scott Katoon And you're listening to Technori Live from WGN Radio AM 720 On this slightly overcast Chicago day Hopefully y'all had a good week uh, I had a pretty good week, I mean I feel like all things considered We're alive, we're well uh, Ashley, do you have a good week? I did, yeah, I did. That's it? You don't have anything else? No, I mean, I moved into college today, so oh, it's whoa. been an exciting... Whoa, T- today? Uh, or yesterday. Yes, I was going to say yesterday. today. Like, today is only 1 o'clock. Like, that's a hell of a move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yesterday, that's what I've been doing, unpacking, all that jazz. I can't believe that we have these these girls who work so hard. They're, they're in college, and you're here on a weekend with me. What do you... When I was in college, I was not... Uh, how do I put this the right way? Um... Mobile and upright on a Saturday at this time. <laughs> I don't like. What's your secret? How did you? Just lots of. Uh, how do you, how do you do this? I was okay. the DD. Yesterday. Oh, how responsible! You're I always know. the DD, though, right? For you're, the most good. part, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty low key girl. That's awesome. Well, that's good. I needed a person like you in my life back then. <laughs> Holy cow! I think I. Well, I have one now. My wife Jen. She keeps my uh, my stuff under control. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're off to a famous start today. Uh, we've got a great show, as mentioned when uh, when Cross Talk with Amy. We've got a company called Bandwagon coming on. Uh, they're going to call, as always, uh, you can invest in these companies. I'm not going to tell you you should, and whatever advice you get from me is not something you can sue me for, I think. Um, I hope. Please don't sue me. Uh, but the gist of this is you can invest in these companies for as little as 10 bucks. I didn't look at this one's, uh, what their, what their investing terms are on this one, but, uh, usually it's like 10 to 25 bucks is the minimum. Uh, and it's pretty simple. Republic.co backslash register. Uh, and you'll see a company called Bandwagon. I'm just going to go ahead on a limb here and say that it's republic.co backslash bandwagon, if I had to guess. Uh, and the gist of it, we're going to talk to the founder and, and get all of his feedback. But before we do, I got to talk a little bit about the blockchain stuff because I talked about it with uh, with Ashley before the show. And so if, I'm not even going to have to bring you in on this because I, I think you know where I stand. I absolutely love blockchain. We've talked about it many times on the show. Uh, to me, it is Internet 2.0. There's my little caution, and I'm gonna. I, I promise, I get I get some grief sometimes from people on social about letting some of these founders off the hook. I promise, I'm not gonna let them off the hook this time. Uh, for those of you who like to give me grief, you already know how to do it. It's uh, follow me at Katoon on on everything: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, um, and of course, Technori at everything social: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think even Elo. I think I actually opened an Elo account. If anyone out there knows what the hell that is, uh, anyway. Feel free to give me grief. Feel free to ask questions. Uh, but here's the here's my main line on this. I have this weird, I don't know what the word is. It's my call my intuition, which is usually pretty good in the tech industry. It just got me to this point anyway, that too much of this blockchain everything is a little dangerous. It reminds me of 2013 and everything was an app. Everybody had a cell phone. Everybody's cell phone had LTE. The LTE was finally enough that you could actually load something other than you know a text message, SMS message. Um, and so now we're, we're putting every single thing we do in life into blockchain, uh, just like we did the internet. And the, the thing that is sort of boggling to me is like, at what point do you have exhaustion? Like, At what point is it just blockchain fatigue? And I know that I probably am the first person to get fatigue when it comes to tech and blockchain and things like that because of just my, my day-to-day listening to founders pitch all day. There's a propensity to get a little bit fatigued in it. But um, I just, I don't know. I'm... I'm gonna. It's, this is kind of like a couple of weeks ago when we had the ring guy call in. You remember the ring guy, Ashley? He, he was calling in. You could have an additional phone line on your phone. Yeah. I, so I loved it. I still have the app on my phone. I'm using it, just trying to get a feel for it. Um, but it's one of those things where this this guy 
uh, Harold, who's going to be calling in, he's got an uphill battle with me because I already have this preconceived notion that I like a leeriness to using blockchain for everything we do. Um, so he's going to have to prove to me why it's important and valuable that we that he builds their event platform and technology on top of blockchain. I don't know. I, I feel like there's it just I. I'm going to say I don't know one more time, but I just I feel like there's this app overload system. And, and if anyone out there listening remembers when everything had an app, like whatever business you end, you got an app, you got to have an app. Um, I, I feel like we're going to get the, are you on the blockchain? You in the, you in the blockchain? You on the blockchain? Like, <laughs> like, dude, let's let the banks figure it out first and how to use crypto. Like, let's pick one thing, crush it. And then come back and start adding other stuff to it. Because, like, this is the blockchain's ever. But anyway, I think Harold's going to do a good job. And, and the bottom line is you guys are going to get to listen to this. Uh, it should be made for some interesting conversation. I hope people, friends, and those of you listening and watching on Facebook, I hope you do actually call in and comment. Because, um, I don't know, because I want to talk to you about it. Because it's just it's one of those things that, for me, um, like I said, I'm all ears. but uh, And all lips in this case. But, like, I just, I, th- I think we're blockchaining ourselves into a corner. Uh, regardless... Uh, bandwagon is going to call in and we're going to, we're going to listen to the pitch. You can invest in them. Who knows? He'll convince me. Maybe I'll throw my, my little nest egg into it. So who, who, who knows? Um, and then of course the back half of the show, as mentioned, I'm really excited about talking to my buddy, Michael Gelfman, who is out of his mind. Um, he invited me to again, host an MC dare mighty things, which, um, is one of the largest and most well-known tech events in the world. Um, Huff, Huffington Post and and others, TechCrunch, said that it is one of the top five, uh, top five tech events to attend in the world, which is crazy to think about. And it's going to be here in Chicago on October 29th. Um, for those of you who don't know, you just go to DareMightyThings.co, I think is what it is. Uh, and if you if you can't, if it's not .co, it's probably .com. So just one of the two will work for you. Um, but here's the gist: Michael invites myself, not included in this the most impressive people in the world of creating futuristic things to attend an event and speak to anyone. And you can buy tickets. It's at, uh, I think it's again at Chicago theater. It was last year. It was an incredible venue. Um, and literally we had like one of the founder, one of the creators of the iPhone. Uh, we had the one of, we had a person who's last, the last location, the last known location prior to speaking at our event was on the moon, which is crazy. They were in space and then they came on and spoke. Uh, so it's the people who are coming in are just like the most mind-blowing, successful people ever. Uh, people from like companies like Basecamp, uh, all over the country, not just Chicago. So this is your opportunity to literally hear from some of the most inspirational and innovative people on the planet. On the planet. Uh, so Michael is going to call in and talk to us a little bit about what got him into this whole crazy thing. Um, he's actually going to be in studio. Uh, I think in a couple weeks. So we'll have Michael in studio. We'll talk more about the event and stuff then. But I, I just want to get an idea of like what makes a person do this. Like what makes a person decide, I think I'm just going to go ahead and call all the most famous technology people in the world and invite them to come to my event. And more importantly, like how did he get them to say yes? And more more importantly, how did he get them to say yes knowing that I was going to host it? Do, they, do these people know what they've got themselves into? Does my, Michael, do you know? I don't know. We're going to find out. Regardless, we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to the ramblings of Scott Katoon on WGN Radio AM 720, and we will be back right after this. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, and you're listening to Technori Live from WGN AM Studio. Overlooking the most ridiculous backdrop ever. It is like everything you've ever... If you've ever heard of Chicago and it being like beautiful, this is like the perfect example of beautiful. It's overcast, 
but you can see everything. It's awesome. Um, at any rate, uh, I am rambling, but our uh, our guest is ready to go. I hope queued up. Harold Hughes. He is bandwagon. Uh, he is right now equity crowdfunding on republic.co. You can backslash register and go ahead and set yourself up, hook up your bank accounts. I think you can hook up a credit card. Um, I don't know. That's probably not a great idea. Although if you know what you're doing, maybe it's a great idea. I don't turn, turn credit into a massive investment. Um, at any rate, Harold, I can hear you in the background, uh, sort of laughing at me anyway. Uh, Harold, are you there? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. I am. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Of course. So here's how this goes. I'm not sure if you've listened to this before. Um, did you by chance catch the beginning of the show or no? I did not get to catch it. I'm putting together a swing set for my two-year-old during nap time, so oh, nice. I'm under we'll make a time it, crunch. Yeah. Well, you know what? Funny, <laughs> funny you should mention that. You are under a time crunch. I'm going to give you three minutes, and I'm going to let okay. you tell us what bandwagon is, how it works, right. and how we can get involved, whether it's investment or what the, what the terms are, how do we do it. All right? So I'm going to give you three minutes starting right now. Perfect. Well, thank you all for having us. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, Before starting Bandwagon, I'm a huge college sports fan. I love music, and I love going to these events in person because I think there's really nothing like being there. And millions of fans feel the exact same way. So we spend our hard-earned money on tickets to go and see our favorite teams or our favorite artists go play. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work out. More than $2.3 billion is spent worldwide on fake tickets meaning that you spent your money and you weren't able to get in. And so a lot of these uh, different secondary ticket market sites like StubHub or VividSeat, they all have their guarantees because in a lot of senses, they don't know if these tickets are going to work. So what ends up happening is, is that the team has no idea that you're showing up and they're not able to let you in. But also after the event or during, if you want to have some marketing or some different products or services that are catered to your experience, they're not even sure that you're there to be able to deliver them to you. So we created Bandwagon to solve two main problems. Number one, we want to eliminate ticket fraud. We want to make sure that you are always able to get into the venue that you're going to, regardless of where you buy your ticket. The second thing is, is that we really hate spam marketing. So we've seen it. We've all been in those different venues where they have one sponsor that's trying to sell an arena full of people on something that probably only makes sense for maybe a couple thousand people. So with the team actually knowing who's there, you're actually able to cater your marketing message offer certain products and services, and delivering that user a unique and personalized experience at scale. So we started Bandwagon in 2014 as I finished my MBA at Clemson. We're headquartered here in Greenville, South Carolina, with presence in Austin, Texas, as well as um, Sacramento, California. And we're really excited about everyone who's listening because at the end of the day, we want to solve a problem that most anyone listening to this has going to experience, has experienced or will experience is kind of being ripped off by a fake ticket. So let's solve that using blockchain and the technology that we've created. Very cool. Tell me a little bit about the actual, like, um, how, how we can invest and like, just sort of like what you're looking for. I don't, I, everyone can go to republic.co and, and check out like the actual investment thing yeah. that, that they can ask me about. Um, but from your standpoint, yeah. like, what do you, what are you trying to accomplish with, with the capital raise? Is it something you're trying to, to raise money just for, uh, for kind of startup funds or adding it? Is it customer awareness? Like there's a lot of ways to use equity crowdfunding. What is, what is your main objective? Definitely. Um, so personally, um, I grew up, I'm a first generation American. My family's Jamaican. I'm really uh, proud of the opportunity to democratize 
startup investing. Uh, traditionally, startup investing has really been reserved for a certain class of persons uh, in this country and all, even across the world who make a lot of money or have some type of connection. And so I'm really uh, proud to have Bandwagon listed on Republic so that anyone um, can go on and invest at $100 or more. Because with that, we're actually able to see more people get aware of how startups uh, work and being able to see the uh, inner workings of these things. So number one, that's really exciting to me. Uh, but number two, we're really going to, we're really stoked because we're going to be on season two of Meet the Drapers. Uh, so Meet the Drapers will be airing uh, starting this fall, and so we're going to be on one of the episodes. And so through their relationship with Republic, we put together a crowdfunding campaign to allow viewers from across the world to be able to invest in startups that they believe in, they see the vision of the founder and the team, and really be able to support uh, ideas that they think can come to life. Very cool. Um, tell me a little bit about why you chose blockchain um, to be the technology basis for for this this platform. Because like, I'll give you an example. Like obviously, Technora, I don't know how much you know about what we do, but we have obviously this live yeah. show, but we've got podcasts and we do a lot of events, the Startup Showcase, which is partnered with uh, Republic as well, uh, bringing people like yourself. And maybe if you're still campaigning at the time, I think we're going to actually have our next event uh, early October. Uh, maybe we'll have you come on and, and actually pitch at our stage. But, um, I would love that. That would be amazing, actually. Uh, but what you'll see is we use a company called Splash That based out in New York, and we, we've also worked with, you know, like Expo Locally and Eventbrite and so forth. And the gist of most of them is like CRM and like how do we get people um, an experience, enhance the experience, make it neater, make it easier for me as an event organizer. Those things, I understand the purpose of blockchain for it, but I, you know, like the application, like how it could improve it. But it's also a challenge sometimes for me to think like, is there like is there such a thing as too much blockchain? What what led you right. to to the blockchain technology being the basis for this? Yeah, absolutely, and I completely agree. I am not a huge uh, fan of blockchain randomly being thrown into different companies, and so um, I want to always take the time to explain why we're using it today. When it comes to ticketing. Most event organizers, and that's, let's call that a sports team, or let's call that an artist or a festival, or even the event you're going to be having. Uh, the goal is, when you're selling your tickets, is to increase distribution. You want people who want to consume that asset or see that show or watch that game to be able to buy the ticket somewhere. The challenge is, is that normally teams or these event organizers end up picking one exclusive partner because that's the one throat to choke, right? That's the one place that everyone can go. It minimizes uh, any types of mix-ups and someone selling this seat and someone else selling that same seat. So it's really uh, the reason they use these exclusive deals is to make sure they have simple information. So with us using blockchain, it actually allows multiple channels of sales. So for you all, you could sell your tickets on StubHub and VividSeat and SeatGeek and GameTime and ReplyBuy, all of them being able to access the same inventory and having a level of control in what information they're sharing with their competitors but also providing the initial event organizer clear transparency on who actually bought the ticket and you know what they paid for it or whatever that is. So what we want to do is really use blockchain to increase distribution channels by adding multiple people or multiple entities to that process. We're able to do that, increasing the channel, but also we're able to increase security because we're able to tell you this ticket was already sold on Subba, it can't be sold again. Very and cool. everyone gets an update on that. Very cool. Okay, I, I see it now. I'm going to... I'm going to take a little bit more of a look at it because I, like I said before, I just really think that the blockchain stuff is, uh, it gets overused sometimes, but, but I, I, I get on here that there's a lot of application for this. So very cool. I highly recommend people checking it out. It is, uh, what's the website and where people go to, to follow you on social and all that good stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. So our campaign is live on republic.co forward slash bandwagon. And online, we're on twitter.com forward slash bandwagon TIX. Um, and check us out there. Uh, there's lots of stuff we're going to be posting. We're really excited that Orlando Jones is one of our investors, Arlen Hamilton of Backstage Capital. So even the Capital Factory and Accelerator we just went through, which is really leading entrepreneurship in Texas. So we've really got some great folks behind us. And would love for everyone else to jump on the bandwagon, too. Awesome. Very cool. I like the end there. Jump on the bandwagon. Harold, thank you so much for taking the time. <laughs> Thanks, man. Look forward to seeing you soon. Sounds good. We'll be in touch about the uh, showcase in October. Alrighty, folks. We're going to take one more break here, and then we will uh, presumably come back with the news. Wait a minute. Wait a Turn, minute. On the radio. Turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though. Play it I hope though, right. you got in tune. Got he in talking tune. bigger business. Big he make business. a lot of money. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. You are listening to a very, very, very caffeinated version of today's show on WGN Radio. This is Technoid Live from the beautiful new studios of WGN Radio at 303's Wacker. Uh, we just heard a great pitch, bandwagon. I um, rambled before and after about the whole blockchain thing. He kind of sold me. I mean, I get it. As a guy who's in the event space, I completely understand why you would want uh, a tool to make it more easy and convenient to use blockchain. The only question that I, I still remain for, for bandwagon on that one is going to be, uh, quite honestly, will other people be able to use it the same way? Like the one adaptation problem that I see or adoption problem that I see uh, with a lot of the blockchain technology, which is a short-term problem. This is not like a long-term thing, but it does affect companies like bandwagon that get started hot. Um, and they can raise some money from the early, you know, the early movers, if you will, in the community because they're so into blockchain already. Um, but when you start actually trying to get users to jump on it, the average person, my producer actually included, I had to say, do you know what blockchain is today? And you said, no, I didn't. And I said, do you know about cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin? And you said, uh, barely. <laughs> there you go. And how old are you, Ashley? If you may, if I'm I may 21, ask. 21. So I know that there's a craze out there in, in crypto, and, and we talk about it all the time. The reality is, the vast majority, like, do you talk, obviously not, do you guys talk about this among friends? No. no. <laughs> this is not a thing for everyone. It's the people who are in this, like, little tech bubble, which I shouldn't use the word bubble in tech, because uh, that freaks people out, but uh, it, it's like a, it's a sect of people who are into this. Um, and that's my biggest concern with some of these, these companies is, yeah, like, Five years from now, if they came out with the blockchain technology for this, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. And obviously, you want to be a mo an early mover, but too early is also not ideal. Because what ends up happening is you get folks on there that are like, I don't understand where this is going to go. Um, I don't know how to use it. Or it's too complicated because the rest of the market hasn't caught up. So like integration with other tools and things is not there because I'm on the blockchain, but you're not. Um, interesting stuff. I don't know. I, I, I like it. Uh, I like the, the use case for it. I just caution people. Uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff, like I would, for me personally, we, we talked about this, this is a great conversation uh, real quick here before we bring in my good buddy, Michael. Uh, we talked about this with our partners at Republic. So Republic is who we do the equity crowdfunding stuff. We talk about all the time. They are not actually paid sponsors. They're just a uh, friend of the program, if you will. Um, but we've talked about the the need for them to use blockchain and they, and they're working on it with crypto, which is another uh, part of their thing. You can go to Republic.co slash crypto and read about it and their coin stuff. Um, but the truth is, 
the blockchain stuff for, for equity crowdfunding is not there yet because they knew that first they got to get you people to want to even be comfortable investing this way in the first place. And then they got to get you comfortable putting your credit card in there and actually making investments. And then maybe they can get you to be comfortable to try using something like blockchain. Uh, so I, I caution companies out there and founders, like as much as it's awesome to be a first mover and you're going to impress the hell out of your friends, the reality is you've got to first win over customers and users. And if you don't, um, yeah, got to be a little careful there. Anyway, uh, I'm going to kick it over here now to Michael, my good friend, Michael Golfman. Hopefully you were there. Are you listening, Michael? Yes, I am. Yes, you are. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. How are you? Good. You are always good. listening. Anyone who follows us on Facebook and Twitter at Technori, Instagram at Technori, me at Katoon on Instagram, Dare Mighty Things on all those same exact things, will know your name because you comment and you're like the you put the flames up all the time, which means either I'm burning like trash or I'm doing really well. I'm not sure. I mean, it's just I find your posts humorous and so you know, got to engage. So, um, to get community is important. So community is important. So we're, uh, do you have, do you have like a, how much time do you have? How much time do we have with you? Are you good for, if we took a commercial and come back with you still, or are you, are you good? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. So oh, my man. Uh, all right. So then we'll, we'll take our, we'll take our, we'll take our time and we'll slow down this conversation a little bit. We'll put in some background music and it'll get smooth. Um, before, so we're going to have you live in studio in a few weeks or whenever you come to Chicago. And, and that's when I want to really drill into uh, Dare Mighty Things. And, and, you know, it's October 29th. Uh, you've made the crazy decision of allowing me to MC, which still blows my mind that you would have me back. Uh, last time I was hungover <laughs> AF and uh, managed to do a solid job of the, of the thing. But, like, I just sort of floated my way through it. <laughs> so hopefully this time I'll be a little that bit. That was a great, I mean, yeah, it's a great job, you know. Um, so yeah, I was happy, super happy. You pump people up, you know, people know you. So it's a good, it's good, good, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, dude. I think the only reason we pulled it off is because the, the auditorium you chose was so huge that the people couldn't see the bloodshot eyes. Cause I was on stage. <laughs> like you, you couldn't tell, but there were um, some good move, moments though. I mean, you know, the, the little selfie with Andy, Great none, and then uh, Rob calling out Robbie Abed. I call out Robbie Abed anytime I see Robbie. I call out Robbie Abed randomly. I just did it the other day. I called him out randomly on the internet. I'll go. Robbie is. I love Robbie. He is the most annoying person that that is on earth, and that's by, by that's by design. He emails everyone. He does not have a conscience or shame. He just keeps on coming. <laughs> So I, I call him out whenever I can because it just makes me laugh. And I know he's going to turn it into something good. He's That's the dude who deserves all the fire. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's in a whole other league, man. You know, so uh, maybe one day, one day we'll get there. He is the original but, shameless uh, self-promoter. Uh, Michael, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take an early break, and then I'm going to come back and we're okay. going to spend the whole back half of the show talking about why you decided to create something like Dare Mighty Things and why it sort of impacts the world. Because i got to tell you, man, like I I was happy to do it the first time you asked, and I like, looked at it. And then afterward, when I actually got to experience it and talk to some of the people that you had on the on the stage, I was blown away. And I was like, oh, my God, the people in Chicago have not – like they don't – those who did not attend, those who did not come with Robbie Abed – do not know what they're missing. These are people who create, literally create things that change the world. Literally. Yeah. I don't mean for like riches. Some of the, like, not, none of the people on the stage were like super uber rich. 
They were people who just yeah. change the way you do everything. It's, it's, it just blew my mind. So Agreed. I'm, I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back. I and love hearing again. that. Thank oh, you. Dude, I love hearing that. You already know that. I say it all the time. You already know that. No, but I know. But I love. I just love hearing that when people have the reaction. You know, when you create something, the biggest thing that you could hope is that people have the reaction that you sort of created with that intent. And to hear that repeatedly from people like yourself and, and speakers and then attendees, you know, um, it means a lot to me. So I just, it's, it's, you know, that's what, that's part of the fuel, man. So I love it. If those speakers don't move you, you don't have a soul. That's like just, I'm just going to put that out there. Or you're, you're dead inside or something. You don't have a pulse. You really don't have a pulse. So. Yes. Well, that would make you dead outside. But yeah, dead inside and outside. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael, I'm going to take a quick break here. Uh, we will okay. come right back with you. You're listening to right. Dare Mighty Things Master Creator, Michael Gelfman, and I'm Scott Katoon, WGN Radio AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. You are listening to Technory Live from WGN Radio, and this is now the, the double. We're coming to the final frontier, the final quarter. We're listening to the Dare Mighty Things quarter of the show. Michael Gelfman joining me via phone, soon to be joining me in studio when he shows up in Chicago. Are you, You're still based in Kansas City, right? Yeah, and I'm back and forth, but I'll be up there permanent, or, you know, for the next few months as I work towards the conference. So 64 days, who's counting? But uh, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. You know, is, really, really is that your routine when you're starting these, like, just as an event nerd to another event nerd? Uh, is that your routine? Do you go... Um, do you, do you just like move into wherever you're going to do this, this thing for like a month and just go crazy or how do you do this? I mean, this is the first time, like, well, this is the second time we've ever done it in like another city. And so like, I knew I had to be on the boots on the ground. And so, you know, just being up there meeting people face to face, 1871, M-Hub, other places where there's entrepreneurs, it really makes a difference. And so... You know, I just want to be part of the community, and so I'd like to be up there longer. Um, but, you know, it's excited to be back up there. I love Chicago. It's, it's an incredible city, and that's why we chose it to do it there. Um, you know, and it's just it's an incredible city. The community there last year was amazing. I knew we could get amazing speakers just like we do all the time, but, you know, could it have the same sort of, community feeling because that's part of what makes it special is it's not only the inspiring speakers but the people who want to be there you know they want to be inspired and so could it have sort of that same organic grassroots kind of community feeling and um it was all of that you know and even more and um, that's what i love so much is you know chicago really embraced it the first year and i was just really impressed thanks to people like yourself who really supported it you know, 1871 and some of the other community orgs, um, it really made me feel welcome and it confirmed like sort of my decision and risk to move it to a new city and start all over again. And now that's why I'm excited to be back again this year. So we're excited to have you. Uh, I want to give you some random feedback and I I just want to preface this by saying the the condescension is not intended it's going to sound condescending and i don't mean it that way uh it's it's all um giving kudos to you on this one but bear with me i i have to tell you this is the honest to god truth this is a real feeling that i had when i first when we first engaged and then um just my my personal feelings having watched you just human to human um sure there's a ton of events and and i think i've said this maybe on the show or if i haven't maybe i said it to you i can't remember when you were when you were here last year um, 
when I first started the like taking over Technori, we were looking at like I don't know, it was like twelve events, fifteen events, maybe a month. Um, that we would call like what I, what I call real events. Like in other words, people attend it, they know about it. Chicago winner writes about it. Cranes writes about it. Um, by sure. the time we got to your event last year, we were up against like 30 events a week. It got mm-hmm. to the point where it's just been crazy. And, and the fact that co-working spaces are everywhere, um, everybody can have an event. There's no barrier. Our secret weapon was that we sure. had a space. And so, I got to tell you, like when, when you were, when you first reached out and I see this coming, I'm like, oh my God, like here comes another one. Um, like, yeah. whatever. And, and, I, yeah. and you were part of a, a, a greater lesson that I learned. And that is there are real events. There's the real deal and there's competitors. And then there's doesn't matter part of the fabric. And I've always viewed selfishly Technori as like one of the leader in the fabric of, of Chicago's tech community. And there's competitors. And then there's people like you who are doing something in such a grand scale that it's like, it's not a competitor. It's a, it's a compliment. The more people who get attention and want to go to something like yours is the more people who want to go to stuff like ours and vice versa. And so of course, I, I literally learned this lesson watching. It's like, I don't even care about the competitors. Like, just keep coming. Keep bringing the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I love what you do. And, and then it leads to the, the second point about you personally. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no. And here's the other thing. This is the bigger thing. There are people, and this is the difference between what you do and, and others. There are people who take this seriously. There are people who uh, are who are there, are, and the other people are trying to make money on this, and it's a scam, and they're trying to, to to make money on startups. And that not only does it like piss me off as a human, but like it also is just one of those things that, quite honestly, um, it's stupid and it's like taking advantage of the community. It just is. It is because like you're trying to make money on the poorest people in the room. <laughs> And, and they, I'm and not they, sorry. No, no you're, you're it, good. It's because no, it's, it's, it's just. It, I mean, yeah, it's ahead. true. It's so true. And, no, no, it's just what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, no, it's it's. I, I'm just laughing because I've seen it so much as well. That's a similar frustration. It, so it drives I'm laughing me, in agreement. It drives me insane. People trying to make money from the poorest people in the room. It is the dumbest idea. Worst business hashtag. Worst business model ever. And here's the thing. I don't even have to like go to the event to tell you like to be able to tell if it's real or not. Here's the cue for everyone listening. You move here. You move here to get yeah. ready for your event. You ingrained yourself in the I I have never had more people ask me, Do you know Michael Gelfman? What? In a short what? period of time. No, I'm serious. I've never had more people ask me, Do you know this person? In a short period of time <laughs> than I did when you came to Chicago. Everybody's like, wow. I met this guy. Because you met everybody. You came in. You lived here. You went and met every single yeah. person in town. you got to be part of the community, you man. Gotta it's be, not, I mean, it's not a joke. But that's, what, you know, that's what people don't understand about the community. And that's why I want to take, you know, I, you know, I just respect you. And I don't think people in Chicago, like I think a lot of people, I just don't think Chicago knows what they have in a person like yourself. Because it takes a lot to lead a community to be that person who cares about helping startups and about doing events. Nobody knows how hard it is to do events, but I know. And so, like, you're a person, like, you know, I think Chicago, like, you know, I just think, like, people should value what you do because it's a tremendous undertaking, and I don't think anybody realizes it. So that's why I respect you is because we come from the same place, and I know how hard it is. Like I said, I care. Like, most people don't – a lot of people don't understand community. They don't get it. But we are on the same wavelength. I think that's why we just get along because we understand that you have to be a part of the community. That corporations have to be a part of the community. They have to show up. Cut they from have the to same cloth, brother. Cut like, from the same cloth. 
It's it's, it's your, just, yeah. You, no, you that's why it. I love talking to you, man. Because we just we're just on the same wavelength, dude. So it's I agree, and you don't even need to compliment me on it. Honestly, I I mean the compliment to you is you proved like you came in. And I think you can go one of two ways. You can look at you as a threat, or you can look at you as like a person who can work with you. And if you came in and you were like, I'm coming to Chicago, bro, and then you just did this event and you zipped out, and you didn't participate in anything, you didn't give back to anything, you weren't there, you'd be like the rest of the guys who come in and do this stuff, and you can tell they're trying to make money. You came and spent time. You went and met everybody. You took the time yeah. to visit all these people and talk to them. You took the time to be a part of the community, and that's why I think that Dare Mighty Things is going to kick butt again this year in Chicago. <laughs> and I think it's going to, you're going to so. be in other cities. You're going to be, you're, this is like the first of like many uh, new cities you're going to do it. And I know it. I love, it's just, it's, it's hard to scale. And like, I just, Chicago, you know, their mighty things is really a call to action. It's more than a conference. It's about how people should think about the world. You know, the purpose of the conference is to show people that anything is possible to, to inspire them through these people's stories who are creating like Elon Musk Hyperloop, like, uh, you know, um, uh, NASA, XPRIZE, Forbes, all of these people are creating these grand challenges and doing these amazing things. But really, at, at its core, it's, it's really about how we should all think about the world and, you know, dare mighty things. It's, it's, it's a call to action. The conference is just the gathering place. And, you know, Chicago is a very special place. Like, you know, I get something out of it by being there. I The skyline inspires me just seeing how big it is and how what it took to create all that. And, like, you know, the people were amazing, too. They Like I said, you know, I, I expected when I came into Chicago that I, like, would be viewed as an outsider and that, like, you know, this person from another city is bringing this thing, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you guys embraced me. And, um, you know, like I said, it was really important for me to be part of the community. And that stuff matters to me. I, I, like I said, I love Chicago. I, I wish I could, like, I want to be there more. Like, I, you know, eventually want to move move up there. Um, it's oh, an dude, incredible stay, city. Stay, like, there's stay no, in Kansas City. No it's city a great hub on the growth. It. Stay in Kansas City and just keep coming to all these cities and live for, like, a few yeah. weeks or a month. Like, I don't know if you're going to have a family and stuff like that, but don't. Dedicate your life to <laughs> Dedicate your life to this. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So here's the last thing I want to tell you about this. So like I had a couple of people after the dare money things were like, you know, I wanted to go, they might've gotten tickets. Maybe they didn't They're like, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't make it. Um, you know, what was like, what was the impact? What's the, that's everyone's favorite question. What's the impact? Um, and I don't know if this is true or not. It's probably not, but it, it should be true. I think more people quit their job the next day after attending dare money things. than like any other times. like, you know what time on this earth is short. And I'm going to go out yes. and solve some problems. That that's what like yes. when I when I left your event, that's what I left with. Normally, I go to this stuff. I'm like, I love oh it. yeah, you're talking heads. This was the real deal. Oh, I love it. I just love hearing that because it's like that's not really the overarching message, but it's the undertones, you know. Because you want to think like you're right. Our time on this earth is so short, and that's how I want people to think. It's like when you when you view things long term, when you think about the long term of what we can accomplish as human beings, and you think. I'm trying to do this Technoria event or, you know, I'm trying to get this radio show together. And, man, this is so hard. But then you think hello, about hello. they sent a 2,000-pound a, a two, a rover to, the, to Mars. So you can do anything. And so it really puts things in perspective about what you are capable of, what we all are. So, the, like I said, it's just to inspire people. And I'm super happy to hear that 
sort of reaction that, that that's what you got out of it. I love it. So I, I totally did. I, and, I, and anyone who goes to the event is going to get that out of it. But, you know, we're going to talk. You're going to come back when you're here in town. You're going to come in studio, and we'll talk literally about Dare Mighty Things and, like, the actual event and what people are going to see, and we'll forecast that. And who knows? You might be on the show a few times or just regularly because I just get a kick out of talking. <laughs> you, you're so jazzed. I just, I like, I'm so tired of talking to people who are, like, they're going through the motions. They're not real, and you got the real deal. No. So we have to wrap the show. I love here. what I do, man, and you do too. Dude. That's what I mean. It's just like I said. It's uh, you know you got to have a passion. I want you know I want everybody who comes to this or something to find their passion to be able to talk about what they do like this, right? Like that's what we should all do as humans. So I just so yeah, no, um, I'm I'm more than happy to do that anytime. Anytime you want me on the show, I'm you're, honored. You're the man, the Mike. Um, so. Before we let you out here, tell people where to go to get the tickets. Okay, daremightythings.co, daremightythings.co, and, um, you know, there's there's two furs, there's single registration, and also, if you're an engineering or tech leader and you want to bring your team, that's where we make the most impact. We're bringing 60 people from Groupon, 50 people from Bosch, like, tons of companies are bringing tons of people, so we have group tickets available, group passes group sponsorships, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, look on the website. There's amazing speakers. See you October 29th at the uh, at the uh, Symphony Center. Sounds good. If you're looking to get a job at Groupon or Bosch, maybe you should buy a ticket and go and, you know, meet the boss. But anyway, exactly. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time and calling in. Thank you. Of course. Take right, care. Have a good one, man. Good thank you. Yep, take care. Up you're listening to Scott Katoon. This is WGN Radio AM 720. We'll be back here with my good friend, Dane Neal.